1: Welcome back to Jamie D and Big Newt. You know by now, I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. And we come at you every other week in the offseason, every week during the season, to talk to you about everything Buffalo Bills. So... This week, we have a great one for you. We are going to talk about our appreciation of the recently retired Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we are going to rank the quarterbacks that the Buffalo Bills will be facing in the 2022 season. But first, I bring to you the man. It's Big Chris Newton himself. What's up, Big Newt?
2: What's going on, my man? How you doing, dude?
1: Oh, man, I'm good. I'm very sorry that our schedule has been a little inconsistent lately. It's been my fault. I was traveling. I yeah. left you hanging last week. Yeah,
2: Sorry. man. you I, I had to find out from social media, man. You gallivanting around the globe, bro. <laughs> yeah. I ain't even heard from you. Hey, look here, y'all. Look how he do me. This is how far down I am on the total pole. This dude just leaves the country. He don't call me nothing. And then I look at Instagram. and He talking about he in London or England. I, where were you at? You was at the Platinum Jubilee or something? I mean, where were you at?
1: I actually left right before that began. Um, I... <laughs> I was just playing. I was just joking. You was over there for real? No, I I was over there for real. Yeah, I was in the UK. Um, I landed in London, spent a few days in Edinburgh, Scotland, went to Manchester, England, spent one day in Wales, and then like five days in London. And dude. It is nothing like I expected. I hadn't been to the UK before, and I had always heard about people are really stodgy and buttoned up, and the food is terrible, and that was not my experience in the slightest. In fact, the best part about the trip was the people in Scotland and in Manchester. And let me explain how it is by talking about the two of us, okay? Okay. I've said many times over that you're the most magnetic person I've ever met. That said, I think that I might be more extroverted than you are in that I'm constantly seeking out people to talk to. They just come to you. So imagine like the analogy I'm going to use is like celestial bodies. So (laughs) you are the star at the middle of a solar system and – everything is just revolving around you. They, they, they can't get enough. they they're just, they walk into the place. I've never met you before. And they're there. I'm like the comet, like Haley's comet. And I like come in and I cut through everything. I'm like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? Hey, good to meet you. And then I'm, I'm like out. Nobody follows me out. No, nobody comes alongside. They're just going to where you are. And I was thinking about why you and I are different that way. Hang with me here. Okay. Physics. Okay. What has a stronger gravitational pull? Which? The Earth or the moon? The Earth. Why? It's bigger. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're like the (laughs) Earth.
2: (laughs) You know, we do these impromptu things. I always worry I'm going to botch it up somehow. But yes, I'm, I'm happy I got that right. You, you did get that right. I mean, you know <laughs> physics. You're, you're an educated man. I took physics back in 1990. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I could have easily botched it up, but go ahead. But considering you're two and a half size, two and a half times the size of me, you right. naturally are going to have a stronger gravitational pull, Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, again, I'm, in I'm terms tra- I'm of small bodies. I'm going with it. But I'm just saying, my thinking is, so you say every fat person in the bar is going to be the most magnetic person? <laughs> but go ahead.
1: I'm listening. This is where I'm going with it. But go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. So <laughs> now I'm going to take this back to my vacation. Okay. In Manchester specifically, but also in Scotland, everybody is more like me in that they're constantly seeking out the next great conversation. For example, we walk into a bar in Manchester and this dude starts screaming and calling me Stephen Much. And I'm like, is this like a famous person? Like, what's going on? He's like, get Stephen Much a beer. It's on me. I'm like, "What? what is going on here? Turns out I look just like his former roommate okay weird right and he's with this woman who like pulls out her phone and is like oh yeah stephen he's he's one of my best friends i got a picture of him on my phone see in this picture he has two black eyes for two different reasons I'm like, what <laughs> that's how the entire damn trip went and i could not have been happier people were so welcoming and fun and nice. Oh my God. My question is this real quick.
2: Did you look like Steven Munch? Did you, yeah, dude. Guys? Did you look like him?
1: We were like twins. It was unreal. Okay. okay. You have to realize that over in the UK, me and my gingeriness and my borderline <laughs> albino complexion <laughs> fits in really well. I look like a lot of people over there. Got you. So you got a common face over there.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. I got you.
1: I have a bigger nose than most, but, you know, the red complexion really gives me away. It makes sense. I got you. Now, you're pretty well-traveled. When's the last time you've been to a different country?
2: I haven't been out of uh, We went to Europe back in 2015. And I think I talked about this when we first uh, started the show. Um, When we were at Georgetown, we went on a European tour. That's right. When my wife was uh, business ops. Uh, and I was basically security for him. So they brought me (laughs) along, but, uh, yeah, we went to, uh, we flew into Rome and then, uh, we took the train up to Paris and stuff. So we spent 10 days over there. So, uh, that's the furthest I've been. Obviously we've done, you know, Dominican Republic and all that stuff, but Jamaica and all that, but yeah, uh, just going across the pond, um, yeah, we went to Italy, Rome, you know, all that stuff, and then went to Paris. So.
1: And you also travel around the U.S. a lot more than most people. Yeah, know. yeah,
2: yeah. Because I drive. See, that's one thing. Right. You know, like I told you, you know, Simone got uh, two tournaments in Iowa, and then in the Chicago, we'll drive, Phew. and that's a hype. you know, we'll stop in, we'll stop along the way. We're going to go to uh, Nashville, visit Vanderbilt, so she can see that school, and we'll, you know. You make a trip out of it, you know what I'm saying? So right. that's why I prefer to drive instead of flying. Plus, once again, flying to me is uncomfortable. Um, i just rather drive. I don't mind driving. So
1: Sure. And, you know. you know, you get a much better sense of where you are in the world mm-hmm. when you drive there. As right. opposed to you get on a plane for a couple hours, you get off the plane. You could be anywhere mm-hmm. until you actually get into it. But yeah. speaking of getting into it. Let's talk about our boy Fitz. Fitz! I'm loving the outpouring that this guy is getting upon retiring after 17 years in the NFL. He was never supposed to amount to anything. No. And fan bases where he played absolutely love the guy. And justifiably. Where where did he go to college? Oh, God, I can't remember. I don't remember. Was it? I heard it was an Ivy League school. I I don't know. Really? He was he was smart enough to go to an Ivy League school? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay.
2: Did you know that he wears <laughs> jewelry when he plays? I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're making fun, y'all, because everybody knows all these things. So, Right, right. We got beat to nauseam with all these things about Fitz, man. Every damn game. But you hear, you hear, obviously, he said um, in his interviews once his retirement, his favorite city to play in by far was Buffalo, which we already knew. And I mean, he represented the city the four years he was with us. I mean, and the fact that he comes to our playoff games, shirts off, really show how he embodied oh it because no one else would do that. No other active NFL player would do what he did, man. That no way. That just goes to show how much Buffalo love he had, man, for the
1: city. And he was in the stands. He wasn't even, like, in one of the luxury suites, which he would have been given free of charge. Right. No, nope. he wanted to sit with the fans because it's the kind of guy he is. Ugh. So much love for that guy. And it's not that he was a great player because he was really the definition of a journeyman quarterback, even though that term doesn't do him justice because he was so beloved by his teammates and fan bases all over the place. But he was the guy who teams could sell their fan base on, hey, this is better than what we had. But inevitably, it was never quite good enough, right?
2: Right. And, and that happens sometimes, man. You could be good and not, you know, not quite good enough. I mean, I feel like he's going to go down as one of our favorite players, and especially during that time of the Fred Jacksons, the Stevie Johnson. Those, they, we have some players on there that we really like. It's just mm-hmm. we were not a good team at that spot. So, you know. And that's funny because I always argue with my friends about this when we talk more about NBA, talk about, oh, man, who's a winner and who's your favorite players and stuff like that. And it's like sometimes your favorite players can be – they could be good players, your favorite players, but we just didn't have a lot of success. And when you talk about team sports, this is not tennis, y'all. It ain't individual. Right. So a lot of things going to winning. And so I'm getting on my soapbox to make a correlation because I I have arguments about Draymond Green right? Okay. Draymond Green, not to get too much off the surface, just bear with me. Draymond Green has like he was all NBA like two times defensive player of the year have about five or six all-stars. He's going to probably go to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But he's a role player. Right. He's a role player. And so he gets on and he talks trash about Charles Barkley, talk about like Patrick Ewing, guys that didn't win championships. And I'm like, he can't talk about those greats. You know what mm. I'm saying? He can't, th- he because he's not as good a player, but his resume was short. Why? Because he was lucky enough to go to Golden State. If he played for the Washington right. Wizards, he'd been out the league. So I'm saying (laughs) – so we argue about this, right? And I don't have nothing in this game. To win, you got to have a guy like that. Hell, my daughter plays like Draymond Green. She's a utility girl. She takes charges in AAU games. Oh, yeah, check her. Kick people in the crotch? No, she don't kick people in the crotch. (laughs) But she dies on the floor for loose balls. She gets all banged up. She's a Draymond Green type player, right? So I have an admiration for those players. But for him to go and say he's better than, like, Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing, just because they won, uh, he's won, and they have it. Then I, I don't think that's necessarily true. So going back to the Bills, doing we've, I mean, we just start winning. Once again, we're new money. So before that, we had some talented players that could be in our all-time greats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we just didn't win with them. Now, obviously, right. basketball, it's a loosely analogy because basketball is more of an individual sport than football is. Football is the ultimate team sport. Yes. But most of the times, it's organizations that win. We've talked about that before. It's organizations that win. So hopefully when our new GM, new coach, we built the structure and we're a brand new organization versus when Fitzy played, we were, yeah, we were a dumpster fire. So. I mean, just being honest. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, dump on our team, but it's, it's
1: true, true, though.
2: It's true. You know, I mean,
1: one of the best players in Bill's history was on those teams, and you wouldn't know it. Fred Jackson would have been a 2,000 yard rusher on a good team, no doubt. I agree. No doubt. I agree. He was way better than like Terrell Davis, but bad team. Bad offensive line? Eh, what are you going to do? So one of the wonderful things about Ryan Fitzpatrick is while there were ups and downs, there were definitely those magic moments, those indelible memories that he left upon us. What's one that you have?
2: Well, it, like you said, when I think of fitz I think of the ups and downs because like we talked about, bro, it's like, He'll look like an MVP for three, four games, and then he'll look like a backup the rest of the season. Yeah. And you saw that and if you didn't see that with Buffalo, you really saw that when he was with uh Miami. Mm-hmm. okay when he started those first couple games, they was talking about fits for MVP. But it only lasted the a month. It only lasted the month of September, going to October, and then he went back looking like a backup. And then eventually, I think he was supplanted from the job. And we saw that at times during his four year stint in Buffalo. What what really, when I think of Fitz, more than anything, is not more as much as him as I think about Stevie Johnson. Mm-hmm. And remember when we played Pittsburgh at home and we went, I believe we went to OT and then Steve, Steve yeah. Johnson had the wonderful, the beautiful post corner and 50 later right there, hit you on know, both the numbers, and he dropped it. Right. Yep. And that's the thing I remember most about him. Like we should have won that game. That wasn't his fault. That was a perfectly played ball. And then Steve Johnson went on and said some, uh, Bad things about God, and you let me (laughs) down, and all that. So I just like to me that's kind of summed up the whole era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I think most about him, besides (sighs) the fact of how much he loved Buffalo and represented the city.
1: And I can tell you that one of the things that I enjoyed the most about him, and it's it's not one specific memory, it's how, especially in that Chan Gailey offense, he. Had no conscience. He was going to throw the ball to his target, regardless of if the guy was open or not. And more often than not, it worked out. He would zip it right past the defender's head, time and time again. And he had to put everything he had on it to get the ball, you know, 15 yards downfield on the line. And the thing is, watching him, he didn't have good mechanics. The guy. <laughs> The guy's body parts were moving in a variety of different directions simultaneously. And it was like, how does he know where the ball could possibly be going? But somehow it just seemed to work for him. And sometimes. We, yes, sometimes.
2: Because he, he threw a lot of interceptions because of that, too. So
1: he was a pure gunslinger. But the Fitzmagic moments when he would throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns in a game, (laughs) would be matched by the Fitz tragic moments where against the Bills, when he was playing with the Jets, Jets were playing for a playoff spot. He ended up throwing three interceptions in the fourth quarter and the Bills came back and won that game. He took them completely out of the game by going full on Fitz. And going full on Fitz could be very different ends of the spectrum. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I agree. I, I I guess that's not the most specific memory I could have given, but that's that's how we think about him, yeah. and and I kind of love it.
2: Yeah, and there's rumors that you know he's hoping to sign a one day contract and retire as a Buffalo Bill man, and and I hope I hope to God that happens, man. Yeah. I would love to see it. That would be perfect. He deserves it. And if we could try to model the field in one of the games, man, I don't know which one it would be. I think that would be fitting, man, because he he's one of the dudes where if we win the Super Bowl, man, give him a ring. You know what yep. I'm saying? I don't know. I just I, – I like that type of stuff, man. I know it's corny, but I, I like that kind of stuff.
1: And, you know, him showing up to press conferences with his chest hair hanging out and the gold chains on, hilarious. So funny. Him roasting the hell out of Eric Wood on his uh on when Eric Wood retired, but also being really self effacing, being like, Yeah, after I signed that contract, I really sucked, which actually was almost like <laughs> clockwork that he signed his extension with the Bills and then was
2: terrible. Right. Right. You never know how that works, man, but yeah. Right.
1: Yep. Gotta love him.
2: Got to, man.
1: Got to love them. So getting into the meat of what we're going to discuss today is the quarterbacks that the Buffalo Bills are going to be facing in the 2022 season. And let me tell you, there's a lot of good ones in there. Um, The Big Newt came up with this idea actually earlier this morning, and I jumped all over it because what a great topic. Because as we know, teams are only as good as their quarterback. Even though wins aren't necessarily a quarterback statistic, they're a team statistic, team's not going to win a lot of games if they don't have a, a good QB. Would Would you agree with that statement? I would agree, man, and... As a, a former researcher, man, at Florida
2: State, I have to give the due and cite the work of Sal Capaccio because he discussed it on his uh Extra mm-hmm. Points show today. So that's where I kind of got the uh, idea from. I'm like, oh, okay. We could kind of talk about what he talked about. So uh, I would love to say it was my idea. I got it off him. But I thought it was interesting. So it's uh, some interesting nuggets that you could probably throw in there and maybe you and I probably maybe agree or disagree on
1: uh, to talk about it here on the show. Let's do it, man, because I've got some feelings. I'm sure you do. (laughs) (laughs) But let's start with who's going to be number one, and I think you and I are going to agree on this. Who you got?
2: What what I did was, and I'm not going to go through the list, but what I did was I kind of split it up in two lists. I mean, I'm kind of simple when it comes to these things. I got the good quarterbacks, and then it's kind of like the okay quarterbacks, and then the guys running did anything anything towards the bottom of that list, so – the, my number one quarterback who I feel like we're going to face. And, and maybe I'll have to preface this by saying it ain't necessarily just the quarterback. It kind of is the quarterback and the team also. Mm-hmm. So it ain't just necessarily the quarterback too, but the, also the team also. But the number one quarterback I feel like we're facing is the current MVP man, Aaron Rodgers.
1: I don't know how you can select anyone else. The guy has been playing absolutely out of his damn mind the past two seasons.
2: Who would have thought... That you draft a guy to replace this guy and he gets better, I know, right? But but I've been saying it all along, right? When we were sitting in uh, Grevy's and we're sitting at uh, what was the other place with the sticky floor? Uh, McFadden's, <laughs> McFadden's. McFadden's okay, and we were sitting in the sports bar all these years. I always used to tell you, man, you draft a quarterback until you find a quarterback, right? Yes, and so. That's letting you know, man, if you have Aaron Rodgers, who's a Hall of Famer, we'll still draft another quarterback. And since then, it turned out wonderfully because he's playing better. So even if uh, Love is the backups, Love, right? Yeah, yeah. Joy Love. So even if he don't work out, I could care less because me drafting you helped push our guy into two MVPs.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if they could do it, anybody could do it. Dude improved after uh after Jordan Love was drafted in 2019 Aaron Rodgers had a 62% completion rate, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions, great season, 95 rating. The next year, completed 70% of his passes, almost 71%, 48 touchdowns, 5 INTs for a season QB rating of 21.5. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then he nearly matched it again this past season with thirty-seven touchdowns, four ints. Man, the guy's at the top of his game. I just yeah. don't see any way around it.
2: Yeah, man, he—he he, this dude, he—he's incredible, man. It's going to be interesting to see what they do this year without uh the number one receiver. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you got a guy, I don't really think it matters. Um, but we'll see. I mean. Aaron Rodgers is definitely at the top of the
1: list of the guys we're facing, man. Number two and not too far behind, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes, right? Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Most definitely. Uh, Once again, we go back to the playoff game and it's funny because it's Simone's basketball game. I'm sitting next to uh, one of the dads. He's a Baltimore fan. Grew up in Baltimore. We were just talking about, uh, him being a fan and all that. We talk about should they pay Lamar and all this stuff. We'll talk about that. And then we were just talking about, yeah, like he was like, man, you all. I, I told him, about, obviously, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. He was like, man, you all game against Kansas City is one of the greatest games of all time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: he's a he's a Ravens fan. And I was like, I had the equity equity. I mean, just going back and forth, comes down to a coin toss. We all remember it, it was just an epic game. So we got a lot of respect around the league. Mahomes is a guy. Josh Allen and Mahomes are going to go back and forth. We beat them in the regular season. They beat us in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully we can reverse that trend. Hopefully, we can beat them twice in the regular season and in the playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, he had for himself a bit of a down year in twenty twenty one. He. Completed 66% of his passes, which is about normal for him. He threw for over 4,800 yards, but he threw more interceptions than normal for him. He threw 13. Previous season, he threw six. The year before that, he threw five. I mean, (laughs) that's pretty amazing when you consider the number of pass attempts that he has in a season. They are a passing offense. And we know that he's playing for the quarterback whisperer. I mean, Andy Reid gets a great quarterback play out of whoever it is behind center. But Patrick Mahomes has been a starter in the NFL for four years. One to two more great years, Stamp his passed to the Hall of Fame. He's already there. Yeah, he's certified. I
2: totally agree, man. And how much of that do you think, kind of going off the subject, but dealing with Kansas City, of him having a down year doing to the new members he have on his offensive line? Well,
1: the offensive line improved over the previous year because that was a weakness for them. But the Chiefs started the season slowly. It's almost like they had a hangover from losing the Super Bowl or something like that. So it's almost like it took them the first four to six weeks of the season to get their act together, and he looked pretty ordinary and then turned it on and started doing Patrick Mahomes type things. Offensive line, maybe there could have been other stuff happening, but when you consider the fact that they have jettisoned a couple of players that have been around for a while, including Tyreek Hill, maybe there's other stuff going on, but he'll be fine. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you said, man, they got a great coach,
2: but yeah. Uh, they're going to be, as long as you've got a quarterback there and then Andy Reid, you talk about Mahomes, what he needs to do to get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Andy Reid's already certified. He's stamped. He's going in also. And yeah. so that and that's usually what happens. I mean, it's very few quarterbacks that make it to the Hall of Fame and their coach, offensive coordinator, receivers, couple of old linemen, they all kind of go in with them, right? Mm-hmm. Once again, football is a team sport. I, I will... Well, maybe we could do some research. I don't have it. Is there any quarterback that's in the hall that their coach isn't there, too? You know, so.
1: Oh, there's got to be.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it is. But I bet you it's few and far between. Right. All the greats. All the greats. I mean, once again, Jim Kelly's in the Hall of Fame. you know, Mark Levy. Laura Levy's in the Hall of Fame. And our GM's in the Hall of Fame along with other people. So, usually yeah. it works like that. So Right.
1: And so, yeah,
2: long as he play for that organization, he stay healthy. He'll get in along, along with Andy
1: Reid. So, are we still talking about great quarterbacks in your list, or are we down to the average quarterback echelon?
2: No, we're still we're still with the good ones. Okay, I, we don't. I don't cut off the uh, start getting to the average, the below average until number seven. So, okay, my number three guy. And this is probably where we're gonna start different uh, differing. Uh, Matthew Stafford.
1: Interesting.
2: I got Matthew Stafford there because, I mean, he won a Super Bowl. I mean, he threw a ton of yards in Detroit. I love his AT&T commercial that's out now. Uh, yeah. And he's a good guy, man. Once again, man, being around these guys, you could tell the good guys. You know, he married his high school sweetheart, got kids. He ain't out partying, don't have an entourage. He's just playing football, man. And and I uh saw... Uh, that his best friend is like a kid he went to high school with. He pitches for the Twins, I think. Hmm. Maybe. I'm reaching now. But I know his best friend is like a dude that plays in, uh, Major League Baseball. He's a pitcher. And so, uh, I, I, I like the guy, man. And it just shows, once again, what we talked about earlier. It ain't all about the individual. I mean, it ain't his fault he didn't win in Detroit. I mean, because as soon as he went to a winning organization with a great coach and surrounded some talent, he was able to get it done. So mm-hmm. I can respect that.
1: He is a guy who was toiling in a terrible organization. And I have to give them a lot of credit because when he decided he was done, they said, hey, you know what? Thank you. You've been with us since 2009. Thank you for everything you've done for us. We will move you to a team that you want to go to because." You've done right by us You've for such a right long by us. time. Yep. And, yep, and that that was a case of a team treating a player right because that player treated the team right for so long. Mm-hmm. And he was good. I mean, this guy had uh, a five thousand yard season. Followed it up with nearly another five thousand yard season. Right. He's thrown for over forty touchdowns multiple times in his career. He's really good, but he doesn't make it to number three on my list.
2: Okay. So who you got in number three then?
1: The controversial one himself. Deshaun Watson. Oh, man. If he plays, he's probably the third best QB that the Bills are going to face this year. Look at his stats from the 2020 season. He completed 70% of his throws for over 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven INTs. That is a 112.4 112.4 QB rating. That's a that's an MVP level season. And that's not an outlier for his career. For his career, his QB rating is 104.5. No. His completion percentage is
2: 67.8. No, I totally agree with that. If he comes back and plays like he played in Houston two years ago, I have no problem with that. I can't even argue that. But I just felt like it was – because I'm thinking that too, but I'm like it will be disrespectful to put him over the next three people that I got on the list if you haven't played. Because you got a Ooh. lot of moving parts in this, brother. Don't get me wrong. I think he going to bring Cleveland to another level. I feel like he's going to be better than Baker Mayfield. But – I mean, it's a new team, new organization. He got these women he gotta pay off and those things oh. hanging over his head. Football is a finicky sport, man. Football's a lot like boxing. Remember Mike Tyson? He went with the lovely uh Robin Givens. And as soon as they <laughs> broke up, he didn't win another fight. Like things yeah. can happen, man. You can success sometimes doesn't always travel. So we'll see. But I, I had to see it first. So you, to me, you putting him that high on the list, you're saying that, Hey, he's gonna pick up where he was two years, two years ago, and everything's gonna be smooth. And they're gonna be in a hellish division too. And yep. that's why I told my buddy I was sitting next to yesterday at the game. His division's probably the best in football, the AFC North.
1: You think it's better than AFC West, huh?
2: I, I, yeah. Okay. Because if Deshaun Watson is what you think he's gonna be, that Mm -hmm. means Cleveland's gonna be good. Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl. Steelers is always gonna be the Steelers. And then you got Baltimore with their defense and Lamar Jackson. So that that is no scrubs
1: there. Right. (laughs) You don't want no scrubs.
2: Yeah, I don't want no scrubs. Shout out to TLC.
1: (laughs) And the Riverfish loves it every time you bring up Scrubs. If he gets back into form, which we've seen from him previously, he was a great player and obviously a horrible human being. And I don't know if you heard his, his lawyer chirping recently. And I'm like, oh, my God, isn't this guy supposed to be working for Deshaun Watson? Why is he even saying that stuff? <laughs> like That just goes to show you how bad it's going to be for him if his lawyer is saying that stuff in order to protect him. Yeah. Oh, my God. What
2: yeah, he might not even be on the field, man. Bro.
1: No, I get it,
2: but but I digress. You're right. If he, if he, you know, if he is on the field and everything work out, he could be that high, but I don't have him that high yet.
1: So. And let's not forget what he can do with his legs, too. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah you're
1: right. Mean, he's he's just behind Lamar Jackson when it comes to running ability. Speaking
2: um, of which, let's move on. My yeah, number buddy. Four, my number four person, man, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar
1: Jackson. Ah, now so what is it that you like so much about Jackson?
2: He, hey man, he's the MVP man. His resume—you got to put him there. If I would have put anybody else above him at this point, it would have been disrespectful. Now, once again, he's like Watson. He's he's sitting out OTAs. He got the contract looming. They not talking for whatever reasons. I don't know. I, that's one thing. Once again, you want to have a clean off season. And mm-hmm. we pretty much had a clean offseason. I don't know if you heard when you went across the pond, man. the only thing that only hiccup we have is Andre Smith getting a six-gang yeah. suspicion because of uh performance enhancing drugs. All right, I'll take that for my backup, backup linebacker. I mean, need be, cut him. Whatever. You know,
0: yeah, you don't need
2: him. <laughs> you know, you know, don't get me wrong. I like the guy, that's great. But if, I mean, if it comes a big headache, get rid of him. Right, but then you got you got Lamar holding out for OTAs. They said his mama's representing him. He's doing his own kind. Con- See, that's not a clean all season, right. okay. You didn't bring in you didn't bring in any big time receivers to help you with your passing game and all that stuff, but man, I put him there at number four just off the respect of the fact that he's a former MVP, man.
1: And with the Baltimore organization, you always had to worry about the absolutely. And a big aspect of his game that we cannot forget about is the running. He has two thousand yard seasons, including one where he went over twelve hundred yards. Oh, by the way, in that 1,200-yard season, 36 touchdown passes to nine interceptions. Mm -hmm. That's a good player, man. Yeah. But here's why I rank him a little bit lower. Okay. Last season, 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That's not a great season. And his quarterback rating was only 87. He has been trending downward since that MVP season. Now, I think he's a great player. He's an absolute headache. Absolute headache for defensive coordinators. But eh, I think my next guy on the list is going to be better this season. Who you got? Joe Burrow. Okay. All right. Now, Burrow is not as dynamic as Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, let's get that out of the way right off the bat. He can't throw the ball as far. He can't move around as much. But he's tough. He's competitive. He's accurate. And let's not sell them short on the fact that they have great receivers on that team. You're right. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean... Either one of them is a number one for most teams. Mm -hmm. And then you even have, uh, who's their number three receiver? He's good too. I can't think of his name. Uh, Mm -hmm. They've got a good running game. Their offensive line was not good this past season. They improved it. And they went to the Super Bowl. The guy completed 70% of his passes. He threw for over 4,600 yards. His quarterback rating was 108. He was good last season. And it was only his second year. Jamartes, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. That's what you're talking about, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is yeah. who I was thinking of. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you.
2: I'm echoing everything you're saying, piggybacking off everything you're saying. That's why I had him next and round out my top five. Got it. So uh, you and I had the first two the same, and then your third was Watson. Your fourth was Burrow. Uh-huh. All right. And then I've so got
1: Matthew Stafford. Nine, then you
2: got Stafford. Okay,
1: and I follow that up with Lamar Jackson. So my top so far are Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, then Matthew Stafford, Stafford and Lamar Jackson. Okay. And what were your and my, um,
2: tops? So and far? my top six, my top six was Rodgers, Mahomes, Stafford at three, Lamar at four, Burrow at five, Watson at six. Okay. So we just switched it around, but all of them within one.
1: So that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's, you know, we're splitting hairs here yeah, too yeah. between these guys. And, right. you know, that that's the other thing with great quarterback play is they have ups and downs from season to season. So the best QB this season may be the third best next season, or the fifth best last season may be the best this year it's just they reshuffle at times right right so all this is Josh Allen better than Patrick Mahomes the arguments there you know one of them is going to have a better season than the other this year but you know i don't i don't think it necessarily it, nothing is written in stone right i guess is what i'm saying
2: i i feel that and so that's the top six, and that's where I kind of drew a line on the list. Mm-hmm. And now number seven through 14, because obviously we're playing uh, 14 different quarterbacks with three of them we're going to face twice. Yeah. So now it's kind of like, eh, now we're meandering. We're going to the average guy. So the next guy's guy, I'm just like, okay, you kind of look at the guys who, you know, have done more in the league. Not necessarily maybe better than these other guys, but I'm giving you props for what you've accomplished.
1: If I may say, I've got three to three and a half players in the next echelon. Okay. Uh, One can move himself into that group or he may fall out of it. Okay. It all depends on him. So
2: my number seven guy is Jared Goff. Okay. Okay. Because I just felt like at this point, who out of the rest of the court, the seven other guys has accomplished more than him, even though he got you know shipped out to Detroit and he probably won't do anything or make any noise. I'm just giving him props of what he's accomplished when he was with when uh, he was out in L.A. So I mm-hmm. got him at number seven.
1: Okay, so I have him a little bit lower. He was my half. Okay. Because he's played really well in the past, early in his career with the Rams. He took them to a Super Bowl. He was a playoff team. But the Rams gave up on him for a reason. Because they felt like he was limited in, okay. in what he was capable of doing. And I think that it had a lot to do with the Rams' offensive system, him where he found success. And I, I'm curious to see if he can find that kind of success again. Okay, that's fair. So the next on my list, which would be number seven, I'm going with Ryan Tannehill because I see him as a guy who you can win with if you have a strong team around him, as the Titans have shown. They, they don't rely on him to win games. They rely mm-hmm. on him to be a good play-action QB, to hand the ball off, to not make the big mistakes. I'm going to say he's better than a game manager but he's certainly not in the top echelon of NFL QBs. I agree.
2: Um, I I guess I'm saying what you said about golf. I have him a little lower. And the reasoning why I got golf, once again, over a guy like Tannehill, I feel like he's accomplished more individually. Mm -hmm. I feel like Tannehill is a guy who threw a ton of yards in Miami and really didn't mean anything. We dominated him. I mean, and now now in the – in Tennessee, he's more of a game manager. There are a run first, second, and third team, mm-hmm. and he throws. I mean, so to me, he's just a guy. But, I mean, I get it. I mean, he has the upside. He has thrown for a ton of yards in this league. But, yeah, I wouldn't put him over golf at this point, just off accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So.
1: so the one that I have following him is probably going to surprise you a little bit, and I know that it's going to surprise other Bills fans because the guy is quite maligned Based on what he did this past season, I think he's better than Bills fans want to give him credit for, and that is Mac Jones.
2: Oh, my goodness gracious.
1: I know, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Let me hear this one.
1: Okay, so Mac Jones is accurate. He is a good team guy. He doesn't have much of an arm. But he plays what?
2: <laughs> what? These ain't flattering things, man. You're the guy to say, hey, hey, I going to say I'm gonna set you up with my friend. She got a great personality. You know, <laughs> like the things you're saying are not flattering. I just wanna let you know that. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: okay. But he was a rookie this past season and he had some success. And I don't think that that success came without merit. I, I think that he played pretty well. I don't think he was a great player, but I think that he's going to be better in year number two. Bro, that dude beat us, and he threw for two yards, man. Yeah, that was a weird game, though.
2: Yeah, no, bro. I can't. He, Mac Joe, I, I, I'm trying to feel you. I, I'm trying to work with you on some of these, but I, no, dude. <laughs> And Mac Jones is number ten on my. Uh, no, he's number eleven on my list. That dude, you can't put him in the top ten just for the fact he threw against he threw against us for two yards, man, bro. No No <laughs> way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Y- y'all hit us us on Twitter. Tell me if I'm wrong. Say if Jamie's wrong. Hey, but no way, man. No way he
1: can be. Nobody's man. gonna disagree with you. I realize this.
2: Well. <laughs> Like I'm gonna show up at your house and beat you up. I mean, hey, you got your opinions. I mean, go ahead and let us know what you think. But that's where we differentiate, man. You can absolutely not put him at number eight, bro. All right. Well, I he still hung over from that long flight across the pond, I think.
1: Oh, the jet lag is real. <laughs> like, being honest, the jet lag is real at, no, at this
2: point. No, I'm giving you a hard time. I man. know oh, you. I are. I see I see what you say. I, I feel the potential in him. I just can't. I I'm a guy. I have to see it. I'm from Missouri. I'm the show me state. You got to show me before I put you that high. That's all.
1: All right. So who's your number eight?
2: My number eight was Tannehill. So I had golf at seven, Tannehill at eight. That's why we just flip-flopped it. That's why I'm like, okay, I can feel that. So uh, I had Tannehill number eight. Number nine was Kirk
1: Cousins. That's who I have next.
2: Okay, number nine, great.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins is unspectacular, but he's consistent. Right. You don't win because of him, but you don't lose because of him.
2: Yeah. And not only because of his play, man, he's a great negotiator. And he, when it comes to NFL <laughs> contracts, that dude winning, bro. I want him as my agent, man. Maybe he can uh represent Simone and Jalen in a couple of years, dude. But yeah, he 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 I put him at that spot just off the contracts he get, man. But um yeah, when he was in uh, Washington playing for the football team, now the commanders, and now man, he's a solid quarterback, dude. Yeah,
1: he is. Yeah, absolutely is, and he has some of the best targets in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I mean, when it comes
1: to skill players, the Vikings have got him in spades, don't they?
2: Oh, man. Oh, man. Jefferson doing the gritty, man. Hey, I love to dance, and I love that receiver core, man. So you're right, man. He got a lot of weapons to choose from. So
1: Yeah. Adam Thielen across the middle. Yep. Justin Jefferson getting open everywhere, and a strong run game with uh, Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he is in an enviable position. Yeah, he is. So He got the tools to maybe be successful. Um, so coming up next, just to tell you where I'm going after this. Okay. It's the I don't know. Okay. So what do you have coming up?
2: I got Mitch Trubisky. I don't know. Once again, the last couple of weeks, um, everybody's been talking about the rookie starting day one in Pittsburgh. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Mitch Trubisky's good enough, and he's going to be good enough in camp um, to go ahead and hold off the rookie, at least for the first month of the season. Um, I don't see them throwing the first-round draft pick out there um, that soon. So Mm -hmm. I'm going with Trubisky, man. I I think
1: Trubisky's going to
2: get denied. Okay. So I got him in number 10.
1: Okay. So that's where I had Jared Goff.
2: Okay.
1: Because I, I don't know. Um, I think he's pretty good, but I don't know. And number 11 is another guy. I just don't know. Justin Fields. He, he's got the talent. He has no team around him. He was a high draft pick. I, I, I don't know what to expect of him. But I don't think he's gonna perform great. And then I follow that up with Trubisky slash Kenny Pickett. Yeah, you know, okay. was was Trubisky a victim of the Bears' lack of success? Is Kenny Pickett any good at all? Yeah. Like I, I I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh I have so you did two in a row, so I have Uh, Jones at number 11. I had Trubisky at 10, Jones at 11, and then my number 12 person is Tua. Okay. Not really because I believe in him, but I feel like they got an offensive head guy, uh, hopefully get him uh, squared away. They brought in a ton of talent. I think it's going to be a situation where Tua could throw for five or six yards and then everybody else around him will probably make him better, kind of like your boy in New England.
1: Um, yeah. So
2: yeah, I got him at twelve there.
1: I think I'm going to rake Zach Wilson ahead of Tua mm, okay. with the Jets. I I think, yeah, I I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, only because. I think that he has more potential, and I think we know what Tua is at this point. And then I would rank uh, Tua behind him. Tua is probably going to be the worst of the QBs that the Bills face. However, he has an enviable situation with that absolute situation. track team for receivers. Yeah, yeah. that's why I can't, I can't put Wilson over him just because
2: of what he has around him. Like he can suck, he could suck, and they still win. Where Jets Wilson, he, I, yeah, they, he's not very good. Probably he's gonna have to make he, Wilson will have to make the Josh Allen leap for them to even be average. He has to make a leap. Yeah, where okay. Tua, but Tua could be like Tannehill, and they still win. He now, can be that's average. True. That's so. That's how I look at it. So uh, I have. So I had or 12, I have Fields 13, and then I have Wilson last. And once again, Wilson, it ain't necessarily because of him. I just think he's in a worse situation. That's
1: yeah. How,
2: that's how I look at it. So. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I also think two is the most likely to get benched. Ooh. If you take the Pittsburgh situation out, because if Kenny Pickett starts the season – He's going to play the entire season. If Trubisky starts the season, he'll probably be the most likely to to be benched. Yeah, that's fair. That's but fair. outside of that, it's probably Tua who has to take a seat because the Jets are going with Wilson for better or for worse. But that's partially because the Dolphins have a very accomplished backup. And if they decide they want to win games, man, that's what they're going to do. See, but going back
2: to the Pittsburgh thing, though, it's a situation where you don't want to ruin a rookie quarterback. And once you go with them, you can't take them out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and Pittsburgh ain't the Jets. Pittsburgh trying to win. Mm -hmm. So, that's why I'm thinking even if the rookie goes out there, pick it, go out there and look great, you still want to start with Trubisky. And then if Trubisky falters, you could go to the rookie. But if you do it the other way around, you might ruin him.
1: That's true.
2: That's that's why I don't think that – that's the only reason why I'm saying that probably won't happen. Not necessarily because of play, but more for uh, politics. Now, going back to Miami, I totally agree. Tua, this unfortunately, man, this might be your last chance because I can see Teddy Bridgewater coming in. I feel like right now today, all of us will pick Teddy Bridgewater over Tua. Mm -hmm. The only yep. reason why Tua is going to get an opportunity first is because the draft capital that they put in him as a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get every opportunity to succeed. But I'm sure when you go to their practices, everybody's seeing that Teddy Bridgewater is better than Tua. I
1: think that's very likely that <laughs> the guys in practice are like, ooh, I like the way the ball comes in when yes. Teddy throws it. And Bridgewater's not a great QB by any no, stretch. No, he's not
2: great, but hes I'm sure he's better than Tua in practice. Because once again, you've been going out to the States. Did you see the highlights over there of Tua throwing that pass to uh, <laughs> Tyreek Hill and it looked like a punt and Aaron oh making fun
1: of him because of that? And Miami fired their social media person after that. <laughs> Did you see that? (laughs) I did not. Good job. (laughs) They fired the person.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's why you don't. People don't want to show videos, man. Unless you, unless it's positive, bro. It's kind of like me on social media. You, I, I challenge anyone to find a picture of me turned sideways. (laughs) No, I don't take pictures sideways. I always go straight up so you can see the traps, so you can see the guns, and you don't see the gut as much. You turn sideways, that's all you're going to see is gut. I don't understand (laughs) why people take pictures sideways if you don't have a six-pack. You're killing yourself. I never take pictures sideways. I don't care if everybody else is turned sideways. I will be looking straight ahead. (laughs) <laughs> you you might find plenty of pictures with me and my family. Everybody turn and look at each other and I'm looking at the camera. No way. It's not happening.
1: Oh, that's too good, man. <laughs> that is way too good.
2: Yeah, man. So that's, I'm sorry that whoever got you know fired for that, I'll, I never advocate for people losing jobs, especially with gas prices the way it is right now. But man, <laughs> you got to know better than that, bro. Do not post that pic.
1: No, when your QB severely underthrows a ball, when you have no pass rush, nor anybody in coverage, it's not a good air.
2: Versus air, bro. Everybody who plays Miami this year, licking their chops, just hoping and praying he's still the quarterback when they come up, man.
1: Oh, they're going to play – teams are going to play such a shallow zone against them, uh, but just – but Miami's gonna run all the and I'm telling you, they're gonna run a million crossing routes, and they're gonna they're gonna go for the run after the catch, and they actually scare me to death when it comes to RAC. Yeah. Because those guys can motor.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got a track team, man. So
1: So all in all, I, I think the Bills are facing half their schedule. They're facing some strong quarterbacks. And yeah. that means that they don't have a cakewalk of a schedule.
2: We don't, but what makes me feel good and make me cuddle up to my pillow at night and my billsy blanket is the <laughs> fact that we got it one just as good as the best of them. So yes, it, I can. We've seen it. We've seen we've seen our guy beat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. All right, Buffalo. We beat Aaron Rodgers before. You know mm-hmm. when he came to Buffalo and and we won. So it doesn't feel so daunting to where I don't think he can get it done. And once again, we'll do our predictions and all that um, later on um, as the summer and then, you know, other shows. But we could beat any of these quarterbacks, especially with our defense and having uh, Josh Allen at the helm.
1: And here's just a little tease for what is to come in the future. Think about where Josh Allen ranks in this list. Ooh, don't give away the answer right now, Big Newt.
2: Okay, I ain't going to say nothing.
1: <laughs> man, we've been going an hour, dude. Yeah, a long give our, time. Giving our fans the extra, man, I tell you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. They deserve nothing but the best, which means more of you.
2: And so in other news, before we go, man, John Madden, he got announced uh, last week that John Madden will grace the cover, all three covers of the Madden 23 game this summer, it was big on social media. It was trending for a couple of days. Everybody thought that Josh Allen would be on the cover. I'll actually post somebody did an edit of uh, Josh Allen on the cover of Madden. I, I think I'll post that now. Why not? I give not. y'all a little something. Um, it was, uh, it's him, you know, hurling somebody jumping through the, you know, case. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the right decision. I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, it, matter of fact, that was Thursday. It was the same day as the golf classy, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, which I didn't follow. Did you follow any of that? No. Uh, Josh Allen playing Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Brady. No interest. Nah, eh, me neither. I know some banter. I saw on Twitter it was some banter and uh Tom Brady told Josh Allen he had something that said rings and you don't know nothing about this or something. So that's all fun. I could care less. I just wanna see the football, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, I think that was a great decision for uh John Band to Grace to cover and uh, Yeah, so I guess we'll be coming back in a couple of weeks at y'all. Absolutely. And
1: I can't wait, buddy. Good to have you back, man. Amigo, friend, give me a song. Before we go, once again,
2: thoughts and prayers to Rob Elementary, the mass shooting, 19 kids, two brave teachers who tried to protect their kids. We got to try to get a ring on this, man. Gun violence is getting out of hand. So with thoughts and prayers, Devalde, Texas.
1: Hey, hey, hey.